world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, Alex led us on a post-game area based in the southeast of the region, inspired by... The Mojave Desert, The Mojave Desert. And a little bit of, like, Death Valley stuff. Uh -huh. A few aspects mixing in there with some archaeology, some... What are the other ones? The other ologies. <laughs> A uh, bunch of ologies. <laughs> geology. There was some geology, some archaeology, paleontology. and paleontology. Paleontology. I remembered. It's based sort of on the southwestern deserts of the United States. Hmm. Also, very close to where the Ore region would be based, since that's inspired by Phoenix, Arizona. We also made a mythical Pokemon. Our first mythical Pokemon. Taxileep. It's based on the Jackalope, which is a North American mythological creature. A cryptid that's basically a jackrabbit with some antlers, but also particularly in its flying form it's got some aspects of the Volpertinger. Which is a German mythological creature that's very similar. A rabbit with antlers. And, and fangs. That one has fangs. Oh it does have fangs. Yeah. And wings. Today we're going to be exploring some routes in the northern part of Olsea and I'm going to lead us as we head over to the town map. So when we talked about routes before, we talked about both of our routes one in both the north and south, but I want to focus on just, I'm not exactly sure how many routes today. I've got more solid ideas for like two routes, but we could extrapolate that and expand on it a bit. But basically just as you begin to explore the northern part of Olsea and how that looks, I particularly want to focus on some of the more lush greener parts of mm. the area, right? Oregon and Washington absolutely have plenty of lush greenery around. Literal rainforests. Some very green, very pretty forests. Yeah. So I'm thinking about like routes two, three, four. Still mm -hmm. early routes. Mm -hmm. My first thought is for a shorter route, this might be Route 2, for instance. So that could be connecting, say, we've got a short route between Mount Mustard and Surgeport. That could be that. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking early game routes, right? You need to have short routes to explore yeah. that aren't too complicated. But the thing is, in Pokemon North, when you started in the south of the region, that is going to be a late game area. So you want it to have more to explore at that point. You don't want just short kind of whatever routes at that point. Yeah. So my thought here is we have a route that runs alongside a river. Okay. I think about the giant long roads we drive alongside the rivers <laughs> all the time when we're traveling, like, say, up to Portland. Up and down the gorge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've got cliff faces on one side covered in trees, and then on the other side of you, you've got a river. Mm -hmm. In Pokemon South, when you start in the north, it's an early game area, you don't have the ability to traverse water yet. You get that from what is in that game, the eighth gym, or mm -hmm. the, that area of the game, that town. That game has a very late time to start being able to explore in the water because you've got other exploration options instead you get the snowboard and you get whatever else so in that game it is a very short route maybe some little off pass or something here and there some patches of grass naturally uh -huh. but then when you've come from the other direction once you've got the ability to fully explore and go across the water it opens up so much more there's yeah. so much more to explore here i think at least on the other side of the water as well there's got to be a connection to another area or another route or something yeah, yeah yeah and so yeah it's another area that's like pulling that double duty in a way that makes perfect sense yeah, based like on that. the moves and ability you got available. River on the one side, but I don't want to just be like surrounded by rivers because while that could be a good visual, it's, it's just not what, quite what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, the cliff faces yeah. on one side river to the other is so reminiscent of the gorge in particular. Yeah. A lot of them are straight cliffs too. So yeah, it starts out a very simple route, but when you've got more exploration options, it opens up a lot. I like that, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably route two. I'm not exactly sure where it gets placed. Another early game route, not necessarily three. Similar environment, which is why I'm thinking it's nearby, but I'm thinking a lot about the waterfalls you get uh, around this area. Yeah. 
You've got Multnomah Falls, a well-known waterfall, if you've seen, say, Twilight, or other movies also. (laughs) There's so many things that Multnomah Falls is in. It's just a very easy-to-film But um, Twilight's, like, one of the big-name ones that you can just throw out, and, like, everyone knows. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking back to when we got that email as well. Mm. They suggested a few names based on water-type gym leaders that we could be giving to these waterfalls, and the one that really stuck out to me, besides Misty Falls, which would have been really nice too, but I wanted it for the mountains, was Crest Falls. That just it it just felt really nice and again conveys that idea of lush greenery as well. Like it's a water plant. I can see the Maramorb in this area so clearly because this is just the perfect environment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get lotad here maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah. Water grass area. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, this is a bit more of an open route. It's still probably got a fairly straightforward path, mm-hmm. relatively linear, but maybe with a bit more curves and navigation. Later in the game, can you go up the waterfall? I don't know if you go up the waterfall itself necessarily, but you definitely explore more around that area. Maybe yeah. you go up the waterfall, or maybe you like go up around the waterfall and you can explore it in that way. Or if you can surf now, essentially, you can mm. go behind the waterfall and there's like a cave back there. See, that's the other thing. That's the thing that Pokemon doesn't really do, right? Right? Mm. Pokemon since Generation 2, going up waterfalls has been a thing. It's yeah. like a classic late game HM. Often to get to the Elite Four, you'll have to go up a waterfall or something. Yeah. That could be the case. But also, yeah, like you said, the idea of exploring behind the waterfall, the dungeons behind waterfalls, that's such a, a classic video game yeah. trope that Pokemon doesn't really touch on. And I like that idea a lot too. Yeah. yeah. Here's a bonus little cave area yeah. in particular. There's a hiking trail and a waterfall kind of near Multnomah. And we would go hiking up the hill and when we get to the waterfall there was like this cave behind it that was like part of the hike Mm -hmm. was going behind the waterfall and we would always stop and eat lunch there because it was so cool and nice and refreshing going behind a waterfall is like such a such a cool experience yeah and one that i have personally experienced here in the pacific northwest yeah and what did you find in the treasure chest there old cheeto bags that previous hikers left ah so someone already beat you there to get the loot though yeah other parts to explore in this area so we've got from mount mustard at the base of the mountain we've got several routes coming off of that and access to areas some areas that we haven't actually made yet what on the map you can find on twitter are listed as a or one we haven't decided on those just yet mm-hmm. but like we have got the path up to the look of you and potentially another path we want to have between look of you and oaksburg maybe but crucially we need at least one way to get in to look of you yeah and so i think this is where we can start varying the environment a bit more i don't know what other kind of environments do you think we'd want to see in that area i mean it could still absolutely be green and yeah, trees uh, so, and whatever. So but. a couple things come to mind. Here along the gorge, there are just a lot of large rolling hills covered with grass. There's mm-hmm. a lot of grassland. We get a lot of wildfires as a result. And then the other thing that comes to mind is the coast. <laughs> the coast in, in the Pacific Northwest is very, very different from the coast in, like, California. Yeah. So that could be a fun thing to play with, is mm-hmm. like, have some coast in the southern part of the region and then have some coast in the northern part of the region, yeah. where they are just, like, very distinctly different. How so? I think we we can all picture California, the idealistic sandy beaches. Yeah, and that's the one you tropical. see in movies. It's like yeah. the sand is very yellow, it's very warm. How does the coast differ <laughs> further north? When I think about going to the coast in Oregon, I think about raincoats. <laughs> I think about I'm just covered in sand, I am wet, I am cold, it is windy. Some of them are a bit more rocky rather than sandy. Sure, I mean, okay, that sort of depends on where you are. Sure, but that's definitely a thing we can play on. The idea of a rocky beach, which is really not the kind of thing you see in Pokemon. Like, 
right? Yeah. We have sandy beaches. The beaches we tend to go to are sand beaches. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, driftwood. Yeah. I think for the there's sake a... of the game, though, like you said, part of the differentiation is the fact that we don't need that many beaches. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. a beach area or a coastal area that we have in the north can have that kind of difference to it. Yeah. A rocky beach is good. This rocky coastal area makes sense for being the route that we connect down to Asdale from mm. the north. So, like, leading you up to that area. For connecting up to Look of You, let's come back to those hills you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. Seattle is a quite hilly oh, city, Oh, Seattle right? is built on hills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's rough. <laughs> so, Look of You, I'm thinking it's a relatively elevated town. Obviously, mm. relative to most towns, not to the towns you've been to so far, because you literally start the game on a mountain. Yeah. But I'm thinking the routes are going to have lots of hills and lots of ups and downs as part of that yeah. exploration. Yeah. And that's how that's really going to have that distinct visual look to it. That's that's very fun. Yeah. That also helped to be a really great way to connect Look of You then back to Oaksburg because it's then at a higher elevation so you've got more you can play around with in that sort of yeah, vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be some kind of environmental hazard that you would need an elemental shard to help you navigate mm-hmm. that would prevent you from doing that when you've just started out the game yeah. that you're more easily able to do later on. Like, I'm picturing something about the valleys. I'm picturing something mm. about some kind of ability. Like, we're using the flying elemental shard as our, our quick travel, essentially. As, mm. like, we're using it for fly, much as all the Pokemon games would have. But I'm also picturing the idea that you need to be able to fly over this valley or fly into this valley mm. in order to navigate it. It could be that there is a route that comes off of the side of Oaksburg, but it's a quite sheer drop. I guess it could also be a climbing ability. Could be climbing. But I really like this visual idea of you have to be able to fly down into it or almost like parachute down. Yeah. Ooh, parachute is good. I was thinking mm. about like a glider. Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of thing. Breath of the Wild, the flight in Pokemon Legends Arceus, yeah. where you're not actually flying, you get a boost to start it, but then you are only going down from there. Yeah, I like there being a difference between the ability to fly, which is just the fast yeah, travel thing, yeah. and then some kind of overworld sort of yeah. air mechanic. Yeah, maybe we do retcon that, and maybe we say that this flying thing is the flying elemental shard, and... It could be, like, fairy. Maybe. Bug could also maybe could be work. bug. Aw. Oh, wait, or dragon. Oh, yeah, it could be, totally could be dragon. For these areas that we don't yet have made out, I think when we come to those and we better understand what they're going to be, we can talk about the routes on the way to those as part of that conversation, I think. There are the routes down from Surgeport through to Clay Valley. That I'm picturing where it's starting to become a bit more, because as you're going into Clay Valley, you've got this run-down, old-timey, Wild West ghost town. Yeah. So I'm picturing that sort of opening up a bit more, maybe almost like some like farmland kind of sort of things on the way there. I'm picturing it, it slowly goes from like a green, lush, grassy environment to like a very golden brown prairie. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. Going, That's... You're moving, you're moving, you're moving into Eastern Oregon and it is yeah. a prairie. <laughs> yeah. You've got crops around you. Yes. Oh, could that be a corn maze? That could be a corn maze. That could maze. be a corn maze. I love a corn maze. Yeah. Ooh, especially like leading up to Clay Valley with yeah. like a spooky Halloween town. Oh, that's gonna be There's a corn like a maze. corn maze on the way there. That's very silly in the best way. I like that a lot. From Clay Valley, you've got more connections back to Asdale and then it connects into what will become the Victory Road area we talked about that a little bit. We might talk about it more again in the future, but that's not for today. For the northern part of the region, that gives a picture of what these routes are going to look like. Mm-hmm. Anything you'd like to add? No, I think that's good. It's just general vibes for various sections of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't need point... to describe every single random, like, there's a hidden item behind this particular tree. Yeah, and... that, that just gets tedious. At some point, there will be an updated version of the map yeah, that will, yeah. like, reflect the specific vibes of each yeah. sort of route. It will be a little like, bit more detailed. Some little, maybe some 
little doodle touches or yeah, colors. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And if you want to stay tuned to seeing art and potential future maps and other cool stuff that we put out, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And also we have a Discord. Yeah, the Pocket Podcast Network Discord. So if that's something that you're interested in, hanging out on our network's Discord, we've got a channel in there specifically and we'll post some cool stuff there sometimes too. But all of that aside, JD, what are we going to do? We've got the roots made, so let's go and find some more Pokemon to put on them. And who's that Pokemon? JD, so you are leading us on this one. Mm-hmm. You have a Pokemon idea? Well, I'm thinking, actually, I'm probably going to make two completely separate Pokemon today. What? I know. That's allowed? Why not? <laughs> We've done weirder <laughs> things than that before. I mean, they're both going to be single stage. Part of what I'm thinking is they're going to be version exclusives. Oh, okay. So they're going to that be parallel sense, in that then. sense. They've got some similar ideas to them. And they're not, like, overly complicated. Sure. And the fact that they're both single stage means I'm still only talking about two actual Pokemon. Yeah. My first one is an idea that I've been super excited to get to for a long time. You are going to love this. Okay. It's based on a Pacific Northwest Native American myth. Okay. But based on one of those, like, how the world is made kind of stories. Okay. There are variations of this story that are actually quite similar pretty much across America but this is very much the Pacific Northwestern version part of me wants to just straight up read you this 400 words you've got like a short I'm just gonna read this verbatim long ago there were no people in the world animals and trees talked just as men do now they also walked about now in those days pine trees had the secret of fire and that's fun because we made a pine tree Pokemon they would tell no one else no one could have a fire no matter how cold it was unless they were a pine one winter it was so cold the animals almost froze to death then they called a council they wanted to steal fire from pine trees. Now on Grand Rand River, pine trees were also holding a great council. They had built a large fire to warm themselves. Guards were put around the fire to keep off all animals. But Beaver hid under the bank near the fire before the guards took their places, so they did not see him. After a while, a live coal rolled down the bank near Beaver. He hid it in his breast and ran away. Pine trees started after him. When pine trees caught up near him, Beaver dodged from side to side. Other times he ran straight ahead. That is why Grand Rand River winds from side to side in some places. In other places it is straight. When they had run a long way, pine trees grew tired. They stopped on the riverbank, so many stopped there and so close together that even today hunters can hardly get through the trees. A few kept on after beaver and stopped here and there. These also remain here and there on the riverbank. A few pine trees kept close after beaver. So did Cedar, who I guess gets to be part of Pine Tree Club. It's a kind of evergreen. Cedar said, I will run to the top of the hill. I will see how far ahead he is. So Cedar ran to the top of the hill. Beaver was far ahead. He was just diving into Big Snake River where Grand Ronde joins it. Beaver swam across Big Snake River and gave fire to willows on the opposite bank. Farther on, he gave fire to birches and to other trees. So these woods have fire in them. Ever since then, animals and people can get fire from these woods by rubbing two pieces together. Cedar still stands all alone on the very top of the hill. He's very old. His top is dead. The chase was a long one. You can see that because there are no other cedars within a hundred miles of him. I thought that was interesting. I was trying to find, like, is there, like, a specific cedar that is alone somewhere? I couldn't find anything about that, but maybe it is talking about a specific real tree. Maybe it doesn't exist anymore, but it did at one point. Old men of the tribes point him out to children. They say, there is old cedar. He stands just where he stopped when he chased beaver. I want to make a fire beaver. Oh, that's such a delightful... I love that the fire is within the wood. Yeah. It's not like... No, we don't just have fire naturally. Yeah, like the... the... But we know how to get it now because beaver made it possible 
by giving the fire well, to other like, uh, trees. Fire is what you make, or wood is what you yeah. set on fire. Rubbing the sticks. Yeah, that's oh, that's so good. It's a delightful story. I love it. It also means we get to make a beaver without being similar to Bidu for Bibarel. Yeah, because I, I also wanted a beaver, but of course. I didn't know how to do it in a way that wasn't just like it's a water beaver. Like I said, there are a bunch of various different origin stories. So that version that I've just read out is from a blogspot, mythfolklore.blogspot.com. The book was Myths and Legends of the Pacific Northwest, especially of Washington and Oregon. Excellent. There are a few different versions. There's a picture book version that's a Salish coyote story that involves like other animals a bit more as well and like how they work together. Because other versions of the story definitely involve coyotes being yeah, part of it and yeah. all sorts. But I really like the beaver. We wanted to have a beaver and this is a way to get a unique take yeah, on that I in. This. Yeah, I knew you would. So, a fire beaver. Yeah. One aspect of that story that really sticks out to me is the coal rolling down that he tucks away in his breast. So yeah. I'm thinking on the chest of this beaver, there yeah, is... like a glowing... There is like a rock, a coal... Yeah. Right in the middle there. Yeah. I'm thinking its tail, which I don't know, maybe it sits on its tail or something, but it would use its tail to fan the flames. That's what I was thinking It's too, got some yeah. kind of fiery pattern on it. Yeah. On the yeah. actual tail itself. Design-wise, it, that like... It's a fire beaver. It's a beaver it's got fire like I do like it sitting on its tail that's fun yeah <laughs> kind of like up above the fire yeah beyond that it's a beaver like I don't have much it's specific got, points for it's got for. big teeth yeah try not to make it look too its much face like will Bidoof. be different from Bidoof and Bibarel yeah. which is a shame because Bidoof does have a very good face I mean there's a reason people love Bidoof so much <laughs> we'll have to make it better a better face than Bidoof I can't promise that I mean Bidoof and Bibarel are based on very specific kinds of beavers as well like mm. most beavers don't have that like sort of the round you know the round parts at the edge of the face? The cheeks? I guess the cheeks. <laughs> An actual beaver has a much more pointed face. Mm. I mean, they've got like dull flat noses, but yeah. like, their faces are not flat like Bidoof's. Yeah, so we play into that a bit. What color would you want to make this beaver? Ooh, thinking like a red and like a smoky purple. Ooh. I think that could be fun. I like the idea of like, yeah, it's got like smoke patterns along it or something where it's running along and like the fire is sort of blazed past yeah, it and then yeah. become part of itself. Yeah. Yeah, that I like quite a bit. Yeah. The, the, and purple seems like a fun color. To yeah, do that with. you can make the actual like the bulk of the tail itself. That can be the same purple. That's what I'm thinking. And I then, think like, the tail like maybe darker, like it's like, okay. a little bit like singed. Yeah, and then like it's got like a fiery pattern on it that would bring out that red again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially like in the chest. Yeah, and maybe uh, along its back. I like where you said that the coal in its chest is glowing. It's still hot mm -hmm. and everything, but I also want it to still be black. Okay. At yeah. least in the center yeah, yeah, of yeah. it, like it can have like a glowing edge to it. Sure. But I want yeah. it to be. Uh, it is a coal. Okay. Not a rock type. But may I might but end up making the tail kind of darker to match sure. that in like the colors. Yeah, theme. yeah, yeah. I follow the Oregon Zoo on TikTok and they post videos of their beavers a lot. Yes, stealing the sticks and stuff. Yeah, they drag the sticks through the building. Yeah, because they want to make fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're branch managers. Bidoof has actually quite a small nose. Bidoof does have a small nose. We yeah. give a big nose. Big round nose. Big nose. Yeah. And then you got the webbed feet. Yeah. You can do something with the webbed feet. I'm not sure what. I don't but... know what. Beavers are such fun. Yeah, look, and they've got their little, their little hands. They got little hands. We can come to the name and abilities shortly, but I want to talk about my other idea first. Sure. And yeah, we'll yeah, like, yeah. play off of those together. My other idea is a lot less concrete and it's not based on a particular Native American myth, but it is based on another animal that we'd like to 
do for our region that there's already a version of it in Pokemon that we want to make sure we don't step on the toes of. We want our own skunk. Oh, yeah. So, and I'm thinking a skunk and a beaver as version exclusives just feels yeah, like a good yeah. pair. I want a cute skunk. Because, like, the skunks we have in Pokemon, Stunky they're not skuntank. cute. They got butt faces, and I don't like that. Well, I'm specifically thinking of, I think it's, specifically, I'm thinking of a spotted skunk. Oh, okay. An American skunk, not yeah. like the classic striped skunk. One thing I found when looking around uh, spotted skunks is, well, here's something that they like to do. <laughs> what is it doing, Alex? It's standing on its front paws with its butt up in the air because it's going to squirt you in the face. <laughs> yes. It's doing a handstand. It's doing a handstand. It's doing acrobatics. Oh. Hey, Alex, what in our region might benefit from having more Pokemon doing acrobatics? The Astrolite Circus. The Astrolite Circus could do with more circus Pokemon. It's going to be a skunk, it's a skunk that's kind of a clown. Ooh. Right? Like, yeah. it's, it flips on its front legs and it can, like, walk on its front legs, potentially. And yeah, yeah. No, that's it definitely, like, that pose is very distinct. Right. With its tail up in the air like that. Yeah. Like, that's such a fun shape to mm-hmm, play with. Mm-hmm. Big spread out tail as well. It which looks is like, like it's kind of got, like, a face. That's also got to be an evolutionary thing, right? It's supposed yeah. to try and trick predators into thinking this is its face. Yeah, when it stands up on its back, it looks like yeah. it's got a big scary face on it. Which, like, that's fun. It can yep. be a big clown face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's good. Mm-hmm. So another thing, the beaver was pure fire. Yeah. This might be a pure type. I'm not sure. But one thing, I, d- I don't want it to be a poison type. Yeah. It's the obvious thing to do with a skunk and it's what they did with Stunky and Skuntank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it could have abilities that make it immune to poison or benefit sure. from poison or work with poison in some way. Yeah, but I want it to have a different type. Yeah. My initial thought was it could be pure normal because we're a little bit low on pure normal types. Mm. But also like, we're kind of low on a bunch of types. Yeah, like what else are we low on? We're low on electric. I don't know if there's a way to make this quite feel like it fits for electric, but I don't know. I feel like there's a bunch of electric Pokemon that are just like, yeah, they're, they're just animals but and they're electric. No, I got it. I got it. Oh. So color scheme, like an electric blue. Oh, oh, I like that. For like the spots. Like yeah, yeah, a darker yeah. color with like an electric blue. Sure. But... It's tail up in the air like that. Mm-hmm. Staticky. Static. It's the hair is staticky. The, the hair is like that sticking is up fun. on end because that it is, is very fun. Its tail looks like you rubbed a balloon on your head. Yeah. Like we, we make the we, and we just we just play with that and make it even bigger. Like, yeah. Like it looks like a cartoon explosion. Yeah. I was thinking kind of like if we're gonna have like a clown face on the back. It. and this mm. this could go two ways either either do like an electric blue kind of thing and it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a skunk that's electric or like lean into the clown face thing have its back have sort of a clown face pattern on it and the hair becomes clown hair mm-hmm. you know like a messy whatever yeah this is one where i think very much we should leave the colors out a bit and play around with different options yeah when we make the art because yeah. there's a lot of ways to take that a but i'm also that is subject to change because yes. i am just going to play with these a little that bit. one definitely especially like yeah that one is the color i think will help convey a lot so those are the Pokemon. I like it. Yeah, but yeah, like fire and electric types. Well, fire type a little bit less so, partly helped out by us having a starter. But they're both a little bit low, and we have significant trainers that use those. So I was thinking, like, yeah, it's good to try and get those in there so that Mike can have this skunk on his team, sure, and our elite four member Cole can have the Beaver on his team as well. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. All right, let's name them and ability these Pokemon. Right. Okay. So we got electric skunk. We got yeah, fire, fire beaver. beaver. There is a really obvious name for the Beaver that I can give you. I, I'm not sure. I like it. Like, it's okay. Maybe you'll like it more than I do. Be Vern. Oh. 
burn, beaver, beaver, and beaver burn. Beaver. Beaver. Beaver's not bad, actually. Yeah. So considering my brain was like beaver flare, <laughs> which is nothing. <laughs> beaver is something. Burnver. It's not as good. I'm just throwing words out there. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to dismiss wow. you. No, fine. You know what? I'll roll into it. Your terrible idea is bad, and you should feel bad. I don't. Oh, Dan. Um. <laughs> such a fun word is the thing mm-hmm. what parts of beaver do you like that you'd want to try and keep it's the uh the beaver <laughs> part of the word the whole thing it's just a good word well beavern does get that essentially it does you replace the e in the uh with a u and you add an end to the end and job done if you're happy with that I we can am, go with that i'm so happy it's beavern um, i like beavern okay skunk electric skunk spotted skunk in particular what about static Hmm. As a word to play with. The genus Spilagale, by the way. Other names attributed include civet cat, pole cat, hydrophobian skunk, phobie skunk, phobie cat, tree skunk, weasel skunk, black marten, little spotted skunk, four-lined skunk, four-striped skunk, and sachet kitty. Static cat. Static kit. Stack it. Stat kit. Spell it for me. S-T-A-T, like static. K-I-T. Stat kit. Stat kit. Stat stack it. Yeah, I think it's better without the T. The middle, the stack kit. And it's like, just sounds just switched from tick to kit. Because it's static. Yeah. And then kit, because like skunks. Baby skunks are cool kits. Yeah, but also like they're often compared to cats. Yeah. Like they have a lot of nicknames that are cat related. Uh Uh-huh. And then also when you're putting it up on its hands, it's like you're stacking it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that gives me an image. I really like this image now of them like actually just stacking together multiple of them. Like I can see that in the circus tent as part of the act. Yeah, yeah, like over on the side there's like yeah. a, a stack of stack it. <laughs> so we've got beaver and stack it. Cool. Abilities. Abilities for stack it, particularly like starting off at least, there's got to be at least one ability that plays around with the idea of it getting poisoned. Mm-hmm. Like it will definitely still get poison moves and things. A bunch of abilities play in this space, some specifically poison, some with just statuses in general. Immunity, very simple, it just can't mm. be poisoned. Yeah, that's good. There's also poison heal, where mm-hmm. every time when it's poisoned, it regains HP. There's also toxic boost, which only Zangus gets that now as its hidden ability. It powers up its physical attacks when it's poisoned because of it fighting with Survivor. Yeah. Very similar to that though is guts, which just powers up when it has a status condition in general and there's also the one i quite like quick feats where if it's got a status problem its speed is boosted I like the idea of it boosting speed in particular. Yeah, yeah. So maybe one of the ones that are specific about poison is one ability and also quick free as another ability. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think immunity's good. Yeah. Oh, and I guess one of its abilities should probably be static. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. We'll make a whole thing of its name is that word slightly I was going to ask, is static an ability? It is. It's one of the most common electric type abilities in it all of Pokemon. It should happen. When it makes contact with a Pokemon, it paralyzes them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that just fits. So static and immunity as its main ability, I think, and then Quick Feet would be its hidden ability. Cool, cool. That was easy. That was easy. Beavern, Flame Body is one that probably fits quite nicely. Yeah. Works just right off the bat. Is there, like, gets hit with fire, increases speed? I don't believe that is an ability that currently exists, but we could always potentially make a new one. Because, like, that would be fun. Because of, like, in the story. Yeah. Well, there is one that technically does that, but it doesn't quite fit. First off, it boosts the Pokemon speed drastically if hit by a fire or water type move. Oh. And the ability of Steam Engine is Colossal's ability. <laughs> Doesn't quite Not fit for us. quite right. As much as like, but it does have coal on it. <laughs> Steam-powered beaver. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it took me a moment to like process <laughs> the words that just came across from you. Sorry, that's my um. Oh, this is this might this is an obscure reference. Oh. Um, that's uh, Steam Powered Beaver is my Steam Powered Giraffe cover band. Maybe I'll try and leave that line in there for you, Mike. Mike doesn't strike me as the guy of guy who would listen to Steam Powered Giraffe, but he would get the joke. Maybe I listen to weird music. Mike knows every music. Hey, Mike, do you know Steam Powered Giraffe? Burning rubber. <laughs> That's Stop thinking of cars! Cars go fast! Y- yes! Cars and beavers are two different things! It's not a sentence I should have to say! <laughs> but what if it just has steam engine? Yeah. That ties into beavers traditionally being a water creature is the thing. Exactly! Yeah. Like, you read that out and I was like, oh, that is really good. The name does not fit, but, like, that is kind of fun. But, I mean, it's got coal in his chest! Yeah! Steam-powered beaver! <laughs> It definitely needs to be its hidden ability, though. Is there a toothy? Uh, there is a biting ability. Strong jaw. Uh, yeah. Alright, strong jaw. Yeah. 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 And it can get some biting moves. Particularly fire fang would be a big one for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's doing a bite. It's gonna bite down a whole tree. Jump, 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 jump. Oh. Hmm. Super effective against grass types. It sure is. It's gonna bite down the whole tree. It sure is. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Also, now that I'm saying that out loud, I like the idea of a new move that's just called like some like chomp or wood chomp. Yeah. It's a grass type biting move. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if it's a signature move for this Pokemon or if other Pokemon get it too, but Beavern definitely gets wood jump. What does that do specifically? Oh, you know what? It should be a variant of Crunch. 80 base power with a chance to lower defense. Write some notes. Crunch, but grass. Yeah. It's a minor thing, but which way around do you think these version exclusives should go? Which one is exclusive to Pokemon North where you start in the South, and which one is exclusive to Pokemon South where you start in the North? I think Beavern is more likely to be found in the North. Yeah. In the areas we talked about today. Yeah. And I think Stackit would be more likely to be in the south. I think they're probably found slightly later in the game, so maybe then... Closer closer to the center, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Beavern is exclusive to Pokemon North. Yes. And Stackit exclusive to Pokemon South. Yes. Nice! I got you a beaver. Thank you, I love it. Yeah. Also a skunk. So today, we made several new routes. We described the general layout and aesthetics of most of the routes in the northern part of Olsea. And we also talked about two different version-exclusive Pokemon. Beaver and a fire-type beaver based on a Native American fire-origin myth story. Origin story. It's a superhero now. <laughs> and also, Stackit, an electric skunk that stands on its hands. and Specifically based on the spotted skunk. And it looks like it's got a little face on its back. Some kind a face maybe it's blue <laughs> time will tell so thank you for listening to Pokemakers and thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us you can find other cool shows on the network such as Green Mountain Mysteries Cult Classics and our other show Sorted our theme music is by Mike Freitag you can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara you can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers and you can find us both individually I'm at Codename JD and I'm at Pichu P-T-C-H-E-W or if Twitter's not your thing you can also come and check us out at the Pocket Podcast Network Discord and also send us your art send us your fake mons send yeah. us your ideas yeah. we'd love to see them even if they're not related to our projects although we'd also love to see if they are related yeah just send us things we like things we do like things we do like things but until next time gotta, gotta make, make them, them all, all. pocket podcast network quality programming right to your pocket 
Hi, I'm Brittany and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life.